0: Welcome to season four of A New Voice of Freedom, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is part of a series of books written under the banner In Defense of Christianity. Podcast 138, Argument for the Existence of God, Episode One, is entitled Intelligent Design versus the Theory of Evolution.
1: Perhaps the greatest physical evidence. Of intelligent design is the equal and opposite struggle between creation and destruction. It prevents both the future and the past from overlapping and locks us into an eternal present. The future exists and the past exists, but not in the world of entropy balanced by the forces of opposition. We are frozen in the great here and now between the past and the future, between birth and death. We are caught in a maelstrom of madness, saved from despair by a thin veil of forgetfulness of our former lives, and teased into sanity by the illusion of reality enhanced by the senses and held together by language. When we wake up from the sleep of death, it will all have been like a dream. According to the law of creation, we live in two time zones, a temporal time zone and a spiritual time zone. The temporal time zone is made up of a solar time zone, or cyclical, and a biological time zone, or linear. The spiritual time zone is made up of infinity, because the spirit never dies. That is an incredibly complex system, each with its own independent set of laws, one complete set of laws working in harmony with another complete set of laws, and all under one great whole. Everything was first spiritual, or else life makes no sense. Life or intelligence cannot be created or destroyed. There is no first cause to infinity. Life exists in infinity, and therefore is not subject to evolution or to temporal laws. We existed as male and female, as spirits before we came to the earth, and we will exist as male and female forever. In the eternity of life, sexual identity is not a choice. Though in this melting world, we tolerate philosophical ambiguity and confusion. One purpose of coming to earth was to gain a physical body in harmony with our external sexual identity. The physical body gives mortal expression to our sexuality. Our spiritual identity never changes, and that which we were before coming to this earth will be the same when we return to the spiritual realm where our sexual identity will be forever stamped in the resurrection. Some things are eternal, unchanging, and unalterable. The spirit gives the body life. The physical body does not give the spirit life. All living things have a spirit separated by intelligence. Men and women are the highest form of intelligence on earth. Intelligence can expand or diminish, but intelligence cannot be created or destroyed. God is the highest intelligence of all. God organized laws, and by obedience to those laws, we may become more like him. That is what Solomon meant in Proverbs 4.18 when he said,
0: But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day.
1: The beloved Apostle John said it another way, as recorded in 1 John 3.
0: Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us,
1: That is the purpose of life. Anything less diminishes us. If joy is to have a fullness of truth, why would God want us who are his sons and daughters to have less than he has? King Solomon equates light with truth. In other words, the wise King Solomon could have easily said, but the path of the just is as the truth that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The perfect day is when we have all truth. Intelligence seeks greater intelligence. That which is spiritual is eternal. The physical body is not eternal. Therefore, it must die so that we can be resurrected with an immortal body. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul tells us
0: If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, By man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive.
1: At death, the spirit and the body separate. In the resurrection, the spirit and body will reunite with these differences. One, they will never separate again. Two, the physical body will be immortal. Three, the physical body will be perfect in every way. Not even a hair of the head will be lost. And four, the only differences among resurrected bodies will be light, glory, and intelligence based on our obedience to the laws of God that we have been taught. All things mortal will die. Evolution has no power in the spiritual realm. Evolution can only operate in the biological or linear time zone because it is tied to reproduction, entropy, and death. Evolution is the only wild card. Therefore, the law of creation has fail-safe devices to keep organisms within proper bounds. The fail-safe devices include time, entropy, genetic code, and physical and temporal laws. It is possible, perhaps, because of the very nature of biological uncertainties, for organisms to get out of control. A link of evolution can only occur in the lifetime of a single individual by genetic design and through the reproductive systems. But in a species, there are countless lifetimes in many individual links. For that reason, there are 160,000 species of moths. It is because of the potential dangers of evolution that the law of creation established a time limit on all organisms, assigning them a life and death date too short for uncontrolled evolution to occur. Just as a complete set of laws control entropy, a complete set of laws control evolution. It seems to have escaped notice that evolution is limited to the lifespan of an individual the death of the last dinosaur and dodo brought about the extinction of dinosaurs and dodos it takes only the birth of the first couple to multiply and replenish the earth and the death of the last couple to bring about extinction scientists make false assumptions about the time allotted to biological evolution The false assumption is that the biological time zone, the shortest of all, can borrow from the solar or cyclical time zone, the life of the universe, and the spiritual or infinite time zone, which has no time boundaries. First of all, evolution is entirely limited to the biological or mortal world. It occurs only in a fallen world governed by time. To use the term evolution in a cosmic sense is a false analogy. All creation is governed by a complete set of laws and cannot exceed those boundaries. Evolution is strictly governed by law. For example, if Adam and Eve walked among us today, they would look no different than the rest of us. Ultimately, evolution, limited to the reproductive system, must occur within the biological lifetime of the individual organism, rather than the lifetime of the species, the lifetime of the solar system, or the lifetime of the universe. There is abundant evidence that a species interacting with the environment can activate latent genes, but there is no evidence that a species interacting with the environment can create a new species. Evolution is for the survival of the fittest within a species, not for the creation of misfits. Evolution is more apt to kill off sports. The lifetime of the organism was deliberately cut short by the law of creation after the fall of man. The creator, in organizing the law of creation, anticipated all possible problems and restricted the biological time zone within a margin of safety. It was to protect the species. If evolution were allowed to run amok, extinction would occur quickly. Nature would kill off all of its own monsters. History is evidence that genetic sports do not improve the species, but rather they fall from the original perfection. Evolutionists are wrong in claiming that evolution is a one-way street to perfection. There is no evidence for such an irrational claim. By now, we would all be superheroes. Any improvement in a species is by intelligent design. Evolution is a fact with abundant evidence, but another fact is that the life of organisms is just too short for evolution as predicted by scientists to occur. In addition, the physical laws of the earth will not allow the biological laws to exceed their appointed boundaries. Evolution is real, but law, not luck, controls evolution. The timeline of the Christian law of creation supports that hypothesis because it assigns the earth a beginning, a middle, and an end. Scientists use the solar time zone in predicting the age and endurance of the earth. For example, They measure the Earth is 4.5 billion years old and project another 5 billion years before the sun burns out. Astronomers inform us that our neighbor galaxy, Andromeda, is moving toward our Milky Way galaxy at 400,000 kilometers per hour and in 3 billion years will collide with us, either swallowing us up in a massive black hole or spewing us out into outer space. Either way, according to science, in 3 billion years, not 5 billion, We are goners. I don't think I would worry about it, though. It is very possible that they are correct in theory. It doesn't really matter to Earth. Christianity is not so generous as science in the estimation of the life of the Earth. The Christian theological time zone assumes approximately 4,000 years between Adam and Christ, 2,000 years between Christ and the millennium, 1,000 year millennium, and a brief time after the millennium, and then the end of the world. Modern science talks about a giant heat death in five billion years. Christian doctrine anticipated that by two thousand years and brings the time zone much closer, say a few thousand years as recorded in 1 Peter 3.
0: But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heaven shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up, seeing then That all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God? Wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, nevertheless we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth. Wherein dwelleth the righteousness.
1: Roughly 8,000 years, which is the biblical calendar from the fall of Adam to the end of the world, is insufficient time for evolution as preached by hardcore evolutionists to change man to a new species. Christians have an answer for that. The change in man will not be temporal. All things temporal will die. The change in man will be spiritual based on agency. The age of life on earth is not relevant to evolution anyway. Only the age of the individual is relevant, since all changes must occur in the lifetime of the member of the species for genes to pass on to the next generation. Evolution depends upon the reproductive system. We know that equal genes are passed on to the offspring, from the male and female. But there is no scientific evidence of any species acquiring new genes during the lifetime of any individual. It is impossible that we descended from apes, as none of the ape species have the complete DNA of humans the true purpose of the science of evolution is to guarantee the survival of the fittest because science deals with the physical creation and the biological creation from a logical perspective their observations subject to their own refining corrections have been largely verified however their conclusions have been falsified because their basic premise is false they discount any possibility of an intelligent design chapter three of Ecclesiastes from the old testament seems applicable here
0: to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted a time to kill and a time to heal a time to break down and a time to build up a time to weep and a time to laugh a time to mourn and a time to dance a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. What profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also he hath set the world in their heart, so that no man can find out the work of God maketh from the beginning to the end. I know that there is no good in them but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is a gift of God. I know that whatsoever God doeth it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that men should fear before him. That which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been, and God requireth that which is past. And moreover I saw under the sun the place of judgment, that wickedness was there, and the place of righteousness, that iniquity was there. I said in mine heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time there for every purpose and for every work. I said in mine heart concerning the estate of the sons of men, that God might manifest them, and that they might see that they themselves are beasts. For that which befalleth the sons of men befalleth beasts, even one thing befalleth them. As the one dieth, so dieth the other. Yea, they have all one breath, so that a man hath no preeminence above a beast. For all is vanity. All go unto one place, all are the dust, and all turn to dust again. Who knoweth the spirit of man that goeth upward, and the spirit of the beast that goeth downward to the earth? Wherefore I perceive that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his own works, for that is his portion, for who shall bring him to see what shall be after him?
1: Many things divide the theories of science and the doctrines of Christianity. Many things divide scientists, and many things divide Christians. But one thing unites all Christians, a belief in the atonement of Christ, and a belief that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever.